Welcome to the Guitar Music Theory Podcast. I'm Desi Serna, author of Fretboard Theory, Guitar Picking Mechanics, Guitar Theory for Dummies, and more. This podcast features free guitar lessons that focus on music theory for guitar, including guitar scales, chords, progressions, modes, composition techniques, improvisation, and more. The lessons are geared toward intermediate level players on up. You can follow along on either an acoustic or electric guitar. Bass players can take away a lot from the lessons too. Today's podcast episode is a previous recording in which you learn about adding chord tones and extensions to chords. This includes examples of playing major and minor seventh chords, among others. This lesson is based on my book, Fretboard Theory, Chapter 10. Hi, this is Desi Serna, and in this free guitar lesson, I'm going to introduce you to the concept of playing chord extensions, adding other intervals to chords, such as seconds, uh, fourths, sixths, sevenths. Actually, I'm going to focus on sevenths in this lesson, and it's suitable for intermediate and advanced level players that want to learn how to build uh, chords more complex than just basic major and minor chords. So we're going to get into major seven, dominant seven chords, minor seven chords, and I'm going to explain uh, what the numbers mean next to chord names uh, and where these intervals come from and how you build these chords. Let's get started. Well, as you've heard me say many times uh, throughout this podcast, uh, music theory topics always build on the one before it. So it's critical that you lay the proper foundation uh, and then build from there. So chord extensions, building more complex chords, actually stems from major scale patterns, uh, building chords from the major scales. Uh, so you, you need to understand these topics. I've already covered them, or at least introduced you to them in this podcast. Um, and of course, I have books and videos that cover them in, in depth. So uh, make sure that you understand those things before you uh, proceed. In order to build chord extensions, you just follow the same process you used when you built chords from the major scale. Uh, so remember, uh, you know, going through like the key of G, the G major scale, and finding the first, third, and fifth intervals, and combining them to make chords. And then you went through the whole scale, making a triad, a root third and fifth, for each degree of the major scale. And so on. And then that number uh, sequence emerged. 
you know, major, minor, minor, major, major, minor, minor flat five, and so on. Well, what we're going to do is just go back and repeat this process, but we're just going to add another interval from the major scale. So I'm, I'm in the key of G. I'm playing the G major scale. So uh, I already know, you should already know the root third and fifth. So now you just want to start counting from G and find the seventh interval. I'm going to start you out on sevenths. Uh, I think this is a good place to start with extensions because it's consistent with the, uh, um, uh, that pattern of every other notes. You know, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, three, five, seven. <clears throat> this is a good place to start. And once you understand this concept, you can go back and, and uh, uh, repeat it and add the other intervals. But I'm going to start you with sevenths. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is an F sharp. So F sharp is seven notes away from G, so it is the seventh interval from G. This interval is actually called a major seven, and it's one fret shy of an octave. It's an F sharp, and anytime you add F sharp into a G major chord, you make what's called a G major 7. And uh, you can do this with any G in any position. You can actually use any F sharp. It doesn't have to be this specific F sharp. You could play F sharp in another octave. In fact, an easy way to make a G major 7 is to take an open G chord and uh, play the second fret of string one, put an F sharp on top. You probably have to rearrange your fingers uh, in order to accommodate that note. So here's a regular G, and here's a G major seven. So notice that because the chord is more complex, it's got more uh, uh, intervals in it, it has uh, more depth to it. It has a richer sound. When you add extensions to chords, you, you create uh, chords with more color or, or more depth. Let me just take you through a couple different positions. In fact, I'm going to follow the caged system here. So here's like an E-form bar chord, regular major. Here's with a seventh. I know you can't see what I'm doing here. I have to rearrange my fingers in order to accommodate the seventh. Um, and you know, sometimes a chord shape just gets completely changed just by adding one note. Everything just gets rearranged, and you have to pick up your hand and kind of grab everything a little bit differently. And oftentimes you have to leave part of the chord out. It's not possible um, to play all of it. So you, you grab the seventh, and then you try to get at least a root third and fifth somewhere. You can't see what I'm doing, but I do have all of this uh, stuff uh, illustrated for you in Fretboard Theory Chapter 10. So regular major, and then major 7. Here's another way to do it. Let me go to the next position. Here's a regular major. Major 7. Major. Major 7. Major, major seven. I want you to hear 
that the major seven chord sounds like. I'll probably come back to this shape a little bit later and give you some song examples. You know me, I'm, I'm big on song examples. I uh, always want to apply the technical information to something practical. Um, but before we get into uh, songs, let's, uh, let's continue. Let's, I'm going to go now to the second degree of the G major scale A, which makes an A minor chord. And I'm going to find the seventh interval uh, from A. But remember, we're still using the G major scale notes. We're just starting uh, on A. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There it is. It's a G note. And uh, unlike the seventh interval from the last chord, this seventh interval is two frets shy of an octave. Uh, the seventh interval of G was one fret shy of an octave. And the seventh interval of uh, A is two frets shy of the octave. So this is called a flat seven interval because it's one fret lower than a major seven, a flat seven interval. And you can easily add this into like a common bar chord just by taking your pinky away. Or you can put your pinky on the uh, second string and you can play that seventh interval in the next octave. It's easy to add a G into an open A minor chord too. You can just make the G string open. Or you can grab a G on the uh, first, fret, uh, first string, or both. hear this A minor 7 used in Stairway to Heaven by uh, Led Zeppelin. So here's a regular A minor. Here's an A minor 7. A minor. A minor 7. A minor. A minor 7. Got a deeper, richer sound to it. Even has kind of uh, sounds kind of jazzy. Now, if you continue through the whole major scale, uh, this is the sequence that emerges. The first chord is a major seven. The two chord is a minor seven, and so is the three chord. Uh, and by the way, just climbing up the uh, major scale here, playing a one, two, three chord progression with sevenths, this occurs in the verse to Ooh Baby Baby by Linda Ronstadt, which is a great song to examine and learn because of the uh, uh, use of seventh chords in it. got a nice jazzy flavor to it as well. They've got major seven, minor seven, minor seven. The four chord is a major seven, C major seven. And then something different happens on the five chord. So let's stop and talk about the five chord here for a minute. The five chord is D major. So you might expect that, oh, it's a major chord. It probably has a major seven like the two other major chords. 
Well, it does not. If you play the notes of G major, starting on D, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, D has a flat seven interval in it. So D is a major chord, but it has a flat seven interval like the minor chords. So this is uh, unique, and it has a special name as a result. You call this D dominant seven. D dominant seven. A dominant seven is a major chord with a flat seven interval in it. And for some strange reason, it is this type of uh, seventh chord that can simply be called and written seven. So you can just say D seven. That implies a dominant seventh chord. If a chord is a major seven, you have to say major. G major seven. C major seven. So here's like a regular open D. Here's an, a D seven. Here's some other forms. D. D seven. D. D seven. Or. Let me go back and review. So one is major seven, two is minor seven, three is minor seven, four is major seven, five is dominant seventh, or you can just simply say D seven. The sixth chord is a minor seven, as you would expect, E minor seven. And the seventh chord, which is a minor flat five, has a flat seven interval, so it would be a minor seven flat five. In my uh, podcast on guitar chord progressions and playing by numbers, and also in my book Fretboard Theory in the chapter that covers that same topic, um, I kind of left out the seventh chord because it's not really used, but I did mention that if it is used, it will have a seventh in it. So F sharp minor seven flat five is how you're likely to play this chord if it comes up. And I'm going to talk about some examples of using it uh, in just a little bit. So the whole scale is major seven, minor seven, minor seven, major seven, dominant seventh, minor seven, minor seven flat five, end on a G major 7 again. Let me play through the whole key without 7s and then I'll do it again with 7s so you can hear the difference. So without 7s. With 7s. definitely have a, uh, a richer sound here and if you strum up and down the scale and um, put a little bounce into your rhythm, a little swing, uh, it definitely sounds jazzy too.
Now you should know that uh, the interval structure, structure of the major scale remains the same regardless of what key you're in or what position you're playing it in. So this uh, major minor sequence and the sequence of sevenths remains the same regardless of key. So uh, no matter what key you're in, the one chord is always a major seven, two is a minor seven, three is a minor seven, and so on. So I just walked you through the key of G, but uh, you can rehearse um, other keys and, uh, and, and various progressions and stuff using uh, sevenths. In addition to playing sevenths in various keys, um, you all should, also should understand that there are many ways you can build major and minor chords on the fretboard. You know, the cage system shows you how you can take, you know, five uh, kind of core chord forms, C, A, G, E, and D, um, you know, expand them into arpeggios, break them up into different shapes and inversions and voicings, and just play, you know, a seemingly endless amount of uh, chord shapes or chord fragments um, in different positions. And then, of course, you can go through the whole cage template and you can add seventh intervals. In each position, you're going to have a couple of uh, seventh intervals that you can reach and uh, factor in to, uh, you know, the chord building. So there are all kinds of major and minor seven chord fingerings and shapes that you can make. And I don't think it's necessary that you map out every possibility and try to memorize it. I think if you just understand the process of uh, where the seventh interval come, comes from and how you can work it into shapes, I think that's enough. And then you can just allow yourself to be introduced to um, common major and minor seven chord shapes when they come up in songs. So the next thing I want to talk about is uh, playing some songs. Well, that was a little bit of the verse to uh, Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, a great song and a fantastic song for guitar players to learn. There's a lot of good chord information in that song, including the use of a major seventh chord at the end of the verse. Major sevenths um, uh, are more common in songs that have a jazzy flavor to them. Uh, and, you know, just full-out jazz songs as well. Uh, so major sevens don't come up a whole lot in, like, just, you know, pure kind of rock sort of music, you know. But Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers is, uh, is one example. And I just want to give you a few others. I'm just going to touch on some popular songs just so you have somewhere to go with this and start applying this, this uh, uh, chord theory information, of course, with... Uh, there are many, 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 many songs that use major and minor sevenths chords, so I'm only going to be touching on a few. So aside from Under the Bridge, um, another rock song that uses a major seventh chord is Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. And that's it right there. That's an E-flat major seven. It's a C form, if you're curious. 
And that song is a good example of uh, throwing in a major seventh chord. Um, you hear major sevens, I guess, used in uh, the beginning of Dust in the Wind. This starts on a C chord, a regular plain old open C. Then you lift your index finger. That makes a C major seven. Next, you add your pinky to the third fret of string uh, two. That makes a C add nine, because if you count up from C, this note here, D, is nine notes away. So once you understand uh, how to count a root, a third, a fifth, a seventh, well, then you can count any interval. And that's what all the numbers next to a, to a chord name means. So dust in the wind is uh, C, C major seven, C add nine, like that. You also hear a uh, major seventh chord used in the song Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Uh, This song is actually capoed up, so I'm not in the right key, but it does use a G major 7. Right there, that's G major 7 in the open position. Uh, let's move on. I want to give you some uh, minor 7 examples. Minor 7 chords are much more common, especially in rock music. Um, and a good example of this would be uh, Let It Ride by Bachman Turner Overdrive. This has got lots of great chord work in it, including some minor sevens. Let me give you an example. Great song to look up and uh, learn. It's got different major chord voicings, like from the cage system, and then it's got uh, minor seven chord shapes in it. Even has some minor nine, where you take a minor seven and you add a ninth to it. I uh, also hear um, a minor seven chord used in the song Oye Como Va by Santana. I guess I'm actually playing the organ part at the beginning. Um, I frequently see this tabbed out, the organ arranged for the guitar, and it's an A minor 7 to a D9. And a D9 is just a D7 with a ninth note added to it, a D dominant 7 with a ninth note added to it. Another great song that uh, demonstrates how to use a minor 7th chord is Long Train Running by the Doobie Brothers. It starts on an A form minor bar chord, a G minor. And you take your pinky away, that makes a G minor 7. I'm up at the 10th fret on string 5. 
and you do a little hammering on and it sounds like this. I must have learned this song back when I was a beginner because for the longest time whenever I would play this chord shape I didn't know it was a minor seven I always called it the long train running chord and then uh, some, somewhere along the way when I actually learned uh, what these chords were I realized oh it's a minor seven you also hear a minor seven used in the song uh, Black Water by the Doobie Brothers as well Open A minor 7. I think they're tuned down, but sounds something, something like that. You hear minor 7s in Stairway to Heaven, a little interlude. It's an open A minor 7. Another song worth mentioning that's got lots of minor sevens in it and is a fantastic song to look up and learn is Change the World by Eric Clapton. Uh, it sounds like this. I just know the basic chords. I'm, I'm not playing it note for note. It's, a, it's an E major, F sharp minor seven, then an open G. You just go backward, G, F sharp minor 7, E. And then later in the chorus, you've got uh, minor 7s, and you also have dominant 7s. And then you have a minor 7 flat 5. So here's an example of using the 7th chord in a key. Right there. This is a D sharp minor seven flat five. Then I play a G sharp seven, dominant seven, and then a C sharp minor seven. Lots of uh, really neat chord changes in that song, including many minor sevens, dominant sevens, and even a minor seven flat five. Let's move on. I want to talk about some other songs that use dominant sevens. Um, as far as rock songs go, Black by Pearl Jam is a good example. using a, um, an E bar chord, the 7th fret on string 5, together with the open E string, changing this to a dominant 7th fingering, and uh, adding my pinky on and off. You hear the same fingering used in Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. 
slid down to the uh, fifth fret and played as a B7. You hear seventh chords, dominant seventh chords, used in uh, a lot of blues-based music. Uh, for example, Crossroad Blues. So I played a, I'm playing out of A here, and this is a D7. Roadhouse Blues is another example. This is a uh, E7. It's a C form with the root at the seventh fret on string five. I think you also hear this in a in Born on the Bayou, maybe. Where you kind of arpeggiate it, you pick it. You hear dominant seventh chords in a lot of James Brown songs. Give you a little example. Uh, some more recent tunes, Sitting, Waiting, Wishing by Jack Johnson. Sounds like this. This song is kind of interesting. It's almost like an exercise in playing seventh chords because he's just moving E form bar chords around on the sixth string, taking his pinky away. You've got A minor at the fifth fret. Take your pinky away, it's A minor 7. Then you got G major at the 3rd fret. Take your pinky away, it's G7. F, F7, C, C7. Another recent tune, or more recent, tune is uh, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree by K.T. Tungstall. The intro and verse is based on an E minor and then a B7. Then later in the chorus, and I haven't confirmed this because I never saw the official tab and I haven't seen her play it, but there's definitely something going on with there's some major 7 and dominant 7th uh, notes occurring somewhere. I think it's probably the guitar because uh, I hear the chorus like this. E minor, D, D again. And C major seven, so it's uh, then E minor, D, C dominant seventh. This would be when she says, "I think you're not the one for me," or something like that. Here's the whole chorus. Very interesting because you got a C major seventh and a C dominant seventh, so there's definitely some uh, key change uh, um, action happening in there. You also have a little bit of uh, harmonic minor scale, as did some of the other songs that I referenced. I'm not going to get into the details of harmonic minor. That's kind of uh, beyond the scope of 
what I cover in my books and videos. Um, but I should mention that if you want to uh, learn about the harmonic minor scale, just make sure you learn about everything that comes before it first. And I may cover that scale perhaps in some, uh, in some future lessons. Next, I just want to cover a couple examples where you actually use the seventh chord. I already discussed one, Change the World by Eric Clapton. It's got a D sharp minor seven flat five. Boy, that sounds like something serious, doesn't it? D sharp minor seven flat five. That's a, a D sharp with a minor third, a flat fifth interval, and a flat seventh interval. And that naturally occurs um, built off of the seventh degree of the major scale. You also uh, have this chord functioning in the song Smooth by Santana. Now I don't think there's actually a guitar playing it, but certainly all the instruments uh, are basing their parts on this chord change. You can also use dominant sevenths in uh, Smooth. It's like A minor, F7, E7. Later, it's like a D minor, a D7, excuse me, a D minor. Then I think the bass jumps to just a C note while the chord is held as a D minor still. Then you have a B minor 7 flat 5 to an E7. That's a B minor 7 flat 5. This is harmonic minor 2. Uh, the E7 makes it harmonic minor. So that B minor 7 flat 5 is a B or, or a root, minor 3rd, flat 5th, flat 7. B, D, F, and A. And I actually play it B, F, A, D. And you have this same chord uh, occurring in the song I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Here it is. That song is A minor, D minor, G, C, F, B minor 7 flat 5 to an E7 suspended. This is where you play an E7, then you raise the third interval to a fourth interval. So you've got a four in there, and you're taking the third out, or you're suspending it. So E7 suspended four. And then you resolve it to the regular E7. And then E7 actually leads to and resolves back on A minor. So 
Well, those songs are just a few examples of where you actually will use the seventh chord. Uh, it will occur a lot more in more complex music like jazz and stuff like that, especially when you have minor key, harmonic minor key stuff. Um, just doesn't occur much in just kind of regular pop rock music, especially if you have music that's based primarily on plain major and minor chords, uh, you know, major scale progressions without any uh, harmonic minor action. It's just very, very unlikely that you would actually use the seventh chord. In fact, I, I can't really even give you any uh, good examples. That's why I left it out of the lesson on uh, chord building. Because if you want to understand basic chord progressions, you really uh, just need to focus on the first six chords in a key. Well, that kind of just wraps up um, uh, the songs that I wanted to mention. There, I mean, like I said before, there are so many songs that use major seven and minor seven chords. So uh, um, some other songs that are kind of worth mentioning maybe would be, well, actually what I should explain is that if a song seems to have kind of a jazzy flavor to it, then it's probably got major and minor seventh chords in it because that does create a jazzy flavor. So a couple songs worth mentioning. Uh, it's Too Late by Carole King, lots of seventh chords in there. Let's Stay Together by Al Green, lots of seventh chords in there. Daughters by John Mayer has got some seventh chords. Uh, Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. You know, it's kind of obvious when you hear that song, you may not know what is happening, but you can definitely hear uh, uh, the chords have a fullness. They have a depth and a richness to them, and they certainly sound jazzy, and that can be attributed to uh, the seventh chords, at least in part. So those are some good songs that are worth uh, looking up and learning. Of course, there are many others, at least now that you have been introduced to seventh chords, as they come up in songs that you learn, you can uh, make sense of them. Well, you know, I just got you started on adding sevenths. There are other chord extensions like seconds and uh, fourths and sixths. Um, and you can also get into adding a combination of intervals. You can have a, a seventh and a ninth. Um, you can go into different octaves and sometimes you'll have intervals like elevenths and thirteenths uh, and so on. So I kind of touched on these a little bit here and there uh, as I talked about some examples. but. Uh, you know, I've got to limit this lesson. Um, I'm limited by, by time here, so I think I'm just going to leave it at that. It's not necessary that you uh, understand all of the chords. It's more important that you just understand the process that is used to build these chords. So I think that I've got that point across by explaining how to add the seventh intervals. And I would just recommend that you work with this for a while, and then you can kind of experiment with adding some other intervals or maybe getting a little bit more into the technical details of uh, how other chords are built, what the rules are. Um, uh, some chord names imply other intervals even though the intervals are not uh, included in the name. For example, a ninth, a D9 would be a root third fifth, flat seven, nine, you're supposed to, instead of calling it a D7-9, they just call it a D9. So there's stuff like that to learn along the way, and there's lots of great uh, resources out there that can 
um, explain all of the details like that. So at least you know what to do now. You can go through your major scales and experiment with adding some other uh, intervals. Other in intervals are just as, just as common. And of course, I have all of this stuff uh, written and illustrated in detail in my book, Fretboard Theory, Chapter 10. This concludes today's episode. Please rate this podcast and leave a positive review. Be sure to join my email list at guitarmusictheory.com in order to receive free guitar lessons and learn more about my instructional books and videos. Once subscribed, you're welcome to reply to any message with questions, and I'll get right back to you. Once again, the website is guitarmusictheory.com, and I'm Desi Serna. Keep listening, and let me know if you need any help.